Hello, and thank you for listening to Renewables, a podcast by Biostar, which aims to explore the current and future energy landscape in America. Welcome back to another episode of Renewables. We're very excited to have Bobby Sight with Rob Sight Ford on the podcast today. And uh, Bobby and I have been very good friends, best friends for a long time since we were little kids. And um, and Bobby has taken over a lot of the operations that his, his family's Ford dealership, which has been around for a long time. We're going to get into how automotive dealers and automotive businesses are having to renew in order to stay relevant as uh, more and more vehicles go electric and um we're going to talk about some of the new ford lineup and and new electric fleet so really appreciate you coming on bobby welcome to renewables uh thanks david i appreciate it Uh, as a longtime friend um you know i've been following the podcast and uh, i'm happy to sit on here and discuss with you because ford has some some great sustainability and renewable energy things coming up in the future so it's good timing Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to start with you and with your, um, with your dealership and just sort of how, uh, tell us a little bit about Rob Sight Ford and your family's business history and, and how long you've been serving the Kansas City Metro and the Midwest as a Ford dealer. Well, yeah, as you said, um, we've, we've been, uh, we've been in the car business. We, pretty crazy you know we're actually i'm a fourth generation car dealer here in kansas city so we started uh in 1923 um on linwood and gillum for people who know kansas city down close to downtown kansas city is a chevy dealer um you know became a, a lincoln mercury and a ford dealer at a later date and uh been in business for 98 years which is pretty incredible and um it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I feel pretty lucky to be a part of this community and definitely have grown a great name and, and a great brand uh, here in town. That's great. I didn't know that you started as a Chevy dealer, actually. And uh, <laughs> it makes sense that you weren't always at 135th Street because I think uh, back then 135th Street was was farmland. So, um, so that's I great. That- and I – yeah, I think that was the case about 15 years ago, even. So this city's growing like crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, uh, again, really appreciate you coming on. I want to start with the overall Ford brand. And uh, from a sustainability standpoint, Ford has set some really lofty sustainability goals and is really taking uh, this transition to electric vehicles quite, quite seriously, it seems. So Let's talk a little bit about Ford and their sustainability goals and, and how that impacts you as a dealer. Uh, well, I'll say, first of all, like Ford as a, as a company, I'm, I'm very, very proud to be a Ford dealer. Um, I think that Ford overall has just done a tremendous job with their product line and, and ramping up technology, um, which does. I mean, it leads into sustainability. And there's, I think there's two sides to sustainability when it comes to Ford. I mean, it's their manufacturing process, and it's also – uh, what they're doing for the consumer um, from an overall product standpoint, i.e. EVs. Um, you know, I guess, first of all, I mean, I think manufacturing, Ford has set um, some incredibly lofty goals uh, when it comes to sustainability. I mean, I know that they, 
you know, going back to some dealer meetings, you know, they put a, a tremendous amount of focus, focus on energy, air, materials, climate change, and even human rights. But, um, you know, so one of the, thing, the coolest things about Ford is, you know, they have, from a manufacturing standpoint, um, set a, a hard date, and they plan by 2023 um, to, mine, to operate all manufacturing plants with 100% renewable energy. So wow. um, that kind of fits right into your wheelhouse, whether that's solar, uh, you know, wind power or anything like that. You know, that's, uh, that's a tremendous step forward for our environment. Um, and then also, you know, from a climate change standpoint, they do – aim to be carbon neutral by 2050. Uh, that's not a hard yep. date, but um, obviously those are some lofty goals and it feels like a lot, long time from now, but um, you know, as we all know, time has gone by quite quickly. So it will continue to do so. Yeah. Well, and you, they make a lot of cars and they have a lot of locations. So, you know, 2050 is probably realistic and we're seeing some corporations and businesses that are really, really big, set 2030 and 2040 RE100 goals. That's definitely something that, that we obviously follow really closely uh, as we want to partner with organizations that are really purpose-driven and, and really focused on sustainability and ESG. So talk to me a little bit about how that sort of trickles down to the dealer level and how, how you, what types of changes are you making I can see in the reflection there some uh, some LED lighting fixtures. So <laughs> yeah, I know that absolutely. was that was low hanging fruit a long time ago. Um, but talk to us a little bit about kind of how at the dealer level you're making changes, whether it be operationally or from a marketing standpoint, um, you know, to sort of renew your business and and focus on sustainability and uh, net net zero carbon, if you will. Right. Yeah. So. Um, as you said, I mean, yeah, we, we've made, um, you know, whatever product we can kind of go forward with, and you were one of the ones who turned me on to LED lighting, which was some time ago. I mean, I touched yeah. it back. I mean, that's almost like five or six years ago. You were an early um, adopter. I know. So, and obviously, um, you know, the city and the state and federal level, they've all, you know, assisted us in, you know, giving us credits to be able to move towards a sustainable um, energy source, um, sustainable, whatever, you know, production in, within our dealership. Um, so, I mean, lighting has been a huge thing for us. Um, you know, I guess from the dealership standpoint, you know, we're actually currently installing charging stations here at the dealership for um, nice. our EVs that are coming out. Um, and that's something that obviously Ford is making a huge push um, from for their for their EV market. And in order, if you really want to play in the market in, in the EV game, um, you know, you have to be able to provide uh, the resources to do it here. So. Sure. Um, we're ramping up from a, a structural or a, a infrastructure standpoint here at the dealership to be able to provide those type of vehicles and push them at a larger volume. Um, and, you know, from an energy standpoint, obviously there's, it has an effect in two different ways for us. I mean, obviously there's a cost effect from an expense structure to save money here. Uh, and we've been able to do so with renewable energy. Um, but also to be able to provide uh, business to be able to sell uh, EV type vehicles. Sure. Well, that's a great transition into the electric vehicle space. And, and obviously, we couldn't have this conversation uh, without talking about all the different EVs that are coming out. Ford 
has just in the last year or so, I think, announced two or three new ones. Of course, the F-150 comes to mind, the, the number one selling vehicle in the United States, uh, and they've released an all-electric version of that. Has that hit the, the lot yet, or are you still waiting on those? Um, so we have some on, on the immediate horizon. So uh, the Ford Mustang Mach-E um, will be coming out here in the next almost less than two months. Um, you know, we've put the orders in for them, and, um, and that's a really exciting car, something that's completely different from what Ford has done in the past or really, really even provided, let alone any manufacturer outside of Tesla. Um, sure. Let's stay on the Mach-E for a second. Yeah, from absolutely. a performance standpoint, because there's nothing <laughs> yeah. more classic uh, than an, there's nothing that describes American muscle better than the, the Ford Mustang, right? So, from a performance standpoint, how does the Mach E compare to the traditional Mustang counterpart? Uh, well, I, I mean, I'd have to say, I mean, the name is the same, but the performance is completely different. I mean, the concept behind it is is similar. I mean, you know, you want high performance, high speed. Um, you want performance capability. Um, sure. And they were able to do that with the Mach-E. But the overall numbers behind it and the way that it performs is completely different. I mean, you're looking at uh, a, a Ford, an electric Ford Mach-E Mustang that is going zero to 60 in under three seconds. Um, yeah, now with, with, a ga- with a gas motor, that is not even remotely possible, no matter how expensive a car you're driving. Um, sure. And, um, but yeah, I mean, but they are, they, they do want to give it the overall, the drivability and the feel of, of the classic Mustang with like an updated vibe and a fresher piece of technology that's really never been experienced in a Ford before. That's really cool. I, I know these uh, Teslas and some of these other EVs that have come out are just insanely fast. They don't have the, the same top speed as some of their um, gas-guzzling counterparts, but they're extremely fast and have an unbelievable amount of torque. So I very much look forward to when you get the Mach-E in, and I'm going to come out there and uh, twist your arm, and hopefully you'll, you'll trust me enough to take it for a test drive. Well, I was going to say, in uh, in regards to the Mach-E, it's not always, it's not for each person, it's not always about performance, too. So Ford is also diversified within that line, um, the ability for affordability, um, as well as, you know, overall, just like environmentally and, and, and uh, energy, like savings for, I mean, so you have cars that are, um, you know, not made for speed necessarily, but are, are made for you know, just the everyday driver as well. And kind of gives you that same look. So I know I want to talk about the all electric F-150 because that's just such a, an important part of your lineup. I think you also, I I saw something about uh, the escape, which I know is a a good selling vehicle for you all. Uh, So yeah, let's, let's dive into some of those other vehicles that are kind of on the horizon. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we have hybrids available um, for pretty much for each model line and each model line coming up going forward. Um, so we currently have the Escape Hybrid and then we will also go into um, coming out here in the next year, year and a half. We'll have a plug-in hybrid for um, the Escape as well as just a fully, you know, just a full plug-in um, EV vehicle Escape. Um, right. So an all-electric Escape and then obviously the um, the F-150, which is the big ticket item that, um, that there's a lot of buzz about and a lot of competition for too. I mean, against Tesla and their cyber truck. Um, 
But the F-150, obviously, number one truck sell, selling truck on the road. Um, I mean, I'm sure you see that on commercials all the time. Um, yeah. And there's people who really, you know, love the American truck and the look of it, but um, are starting to get with the times and also starting to see that, you know, Ford's coming out with these performance numbers that, hey, these electric trucks can tow as much, actually more than gas vehicles. Um, and um, it is going to be a... a a game changer for us. Well, I wouldn't say a game changer because we're already kind of at the top of the market. It's going to be a sustainable uh, resource for us to, to plant ourselves there and stay there for the decades to come. Sure. And, and I think I technically said Tesla first, but you brought up Tesla. Uh-huh. So I have yeah. to go there uh, because no, they have yeah. a really interesting model and, it. and it's really different than, than sort of the traditional dealer model. You're seeing mm-hmm. showrooms that are, you know, 800 or 1400 square feet in malls and, and in shopping districts. And you go in sure. and buy your car on a computer. So from a dealer perspective, do you envision any, any big changes? Is that something that would happen soon or, or do you see that happening more down the road? I mean, you have a gorgeous dealership out there <laughs> uh, and a lot of land and a lot of parking there. So I'm just curious if you think, that model will end up sort of transitioning into other um, brands or do you think that's unique to Tesla? And then talk to me a little bit just about how, you know, the, the buzz around Tesla and they're coming out with a truck, they've got SUVs now. Um, how does that change and perhaps accelerate these other car brands into the EV market? So you are right. I mean, Tesla has been, I mean, I'd say Tesla, Tesla is a good product, uh, and, and there's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, they've done a great job with their car. Um, their software system is, is terrific. Um, and you're right, the buying model is terrific. It's easy for the consumer. And uh, I'm not going to say that – I would say that it honestly is already – it, it, it started in a direction that the automotive industry is already going, um, and it already was going before Tesla. You know, I mean – it wasn't Tesla that changed that model of just being able to shop online and just pick out your car. It was Amazon that really did that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and having the ease of buying purchase process. Um, now while you're not dealing with a specific dealer with Tesla, you're just dealing with the manufacturer. Um, you're still dealing with a showroom. You're still dealing with sales and service centers and, um, you know, you physically still have to be able to pick up the car. Um, I mean, I'm sure they provide remote delivery as we do too, but, uh, with Ford's ordering system, as we continue to move into it, um, especially with these newer vehicles, I mean, look at the Bronco, not electric, but, um, you know, in the Bronco Mustang Mach-E, um, the new vehicles that are coming out, um, you are moving towards an online process. The customer is selecting what they want to do. They have the ability to purchase online if they like to, but they also have the ability to buy in the dealership because there are a lot of moving parts when it comes to buying a truck. Sometimes it's not as simple. It's more difficult for others than it is some. Um, and uh, there are a lot of moving parts there. At the end of the day, one computer cannot finalize that process completely. Um, so you still need people. Um, you know, I, I think that it's interesting. I mean, people are, are ordering Broncos online um, by just going, clicking, and and then they reserve it. Um, and then the Mach-E is fully, it's a fully online purchase. And uh, I have no problem with it. Um, it's up to the consumer where they purchase it from and where they pick it up from. 
Um, Probably so makes your the, life a little easier, right? Because can, ultimately yeah. they kind of submit an order and you can see all the specs. I drive a, a Ford Explorer that I bought from you all several years ago. And uh, it was super, I, I basically built the car online and emailed it to you and said, order this. And uh, I was very happy that you were running 0% financing at the time where I probably wouldn't have bought a brand new car. <laughs> well, I'm happy to, I was happy to sell it to you. But, um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you want the consumer to pick what they want, you know, and, sure. um, and it's a lot easier to get things right. And, and it's a lot better process for them knowing that they did it themselves. Um, you know, and so I, I certainly welcomed it. I've always personally welcomed it. I'm not going to say that the old time car guys are, are always huge fans of it as they kind of want them people on the showroom and they want to kind of control it. It's not up for us in moving forward in the automotive industry. It's not up for the dealer to control the sales process. It's up for the consumer to do that and you need to let them do that. So let's talk about online shopping a little bit further in the used car business or even in the new car business. Mm -hmm. When, when folks walk in your door, do they already know what they're going to buy? Or are they just looking kind of around the lot to figure it out? What, what does that process typically look like? Um, so, I mean, I have to say that it's got to be at least 90%. I mean, people know exactly what they're looking for once they come in here. Yep. When every time somebody comes in and they're just kind of wanting it. They don't really know what they're doing or they just want to kind of kick tires. It's like, we're, we're welcome. We're here to do that. That's our job. But it is baffling to me. Um, and I just don't think that, I mean, I know for a fact that the overwhelmingly majority of buyers in today's market um, have already picked out what they want. They know what they want. And they're going to do research as far as price and reputation. Um, and that will ultimately drive you as well as having the right inventory. I mean, you have to stock the right stuff to be able to get people onto your lot, but um, they'll find the car, they'll find the price, and then they'll find the place they want to buy it. Sure. I know right now with the pandemic, uh, it's I've heard a lot of buzz just about a lot of used car sales and the lack of good used car inventory. Has that been affecting your business? Um, yeah, I mean, inventory on both sides of the equation has been like one of the most bizarre, uh, you know, experiences ever. I mean, it's, you know, we always feel like we have too many cars on our lot. And then we got to a day when manufacturing plants shut down that drove new car inventories super low. And then after mm -hmm. that, people were trying to scoop up as many used cars as they could after that. And so mm -hmm. uh, we ran short um, on both sides of it. And the used car market has been crazy. Um, we've had um, due to a large, a higher demand than we have supply. I mean, it's driven up our wholesale prices, like our auction prices for our used cars. Um, sure. And ultimately, you know, it trickles down to the consumer. It hasn't been horrible. Um, but basically, at the end of the day, whatever we've been able to get on our lot, uh, we've been able to sell. And um, that's something that, uh, you know, we're definitely not uh, mad at, considering we're in the middle of a Good problem to have. Yeah, happy to have people buying cars and have, but it's important. I mean, I think that uh, in the middle, of, just going off on a tangent here, during the middle of a pandemic, uh, there's nothing that's been more important to people than their personal space. Um, and uh, you have a lot of people who would be doing a lot of other things, um, but uh, they're not spending money on those and they want to invest in something that they spend a lot of time in. And I think a car is one of those things amongst a home. 
Absolutely. It makes a ton of sense. Now, I'm going to let you uh, shamelessly plug your sales process because I really appreciate it. Uh, You have no hassle pricing. Talk to me about about your no hassle pricing and, and the benefits of that both on the buy and the sell side. Yeah, so we are a one price store. Uh, we switched to that um, several years ago. And uh, honestly, um, when I, growing up in the business, uh, selling cars, uh, the one thing that I hated more than anything was not being transparent uh, with our customer. And, um, and I hated a long drawn out buying process. I didn't think it should be frustrating for the customer, nor did I think it should be frustrating for the for the car salesman or the dealer or the manager or anybody involved in the business. Uh, at the end of the day, you just want to provide a fair price and you use data to do it. You know, you can look, you have, there's tools out there that can allow you to look at your market, um, price according to your market price to where, you know, it's a, it's a, not a good deal, a great deal for the consumer. Yep. Um, and that's why I think most of our business is driven by people who already know what they want because we tar- we market or we target towards a highly uh, researched or a you know highly informed buyer, and yeah, I mean at the end of the day, it's the price online is the price you pay, and you can come in, you can do that, and you can walk out of here with and make it easy and hopefully enjoyable, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. There's, I remember you know buying my first car when I was 16, and. I am just kind of a, a sales dork and I, I enjoyed that process and that negotiating process. Um, but certainly as I've gotten older and uh, time is of the essence, you know, the last thing I think you want to do as a consumer or a salesperson is go and have this sort of back and forth haggling over price. Uh, so I think that's one thing that, that I really like about your dealership and I think sets you apart from a lot of your competition is that no hassle pricing. And I've always admired that. Um, I want to come back to EVs real quick. And then I, I want to yeah. move on to some legislation and, and that side of what you're doing. Um, are you feeling a demand for EVs? I mean, is Ford doing this because their competition is doing it and they feel like they have to, or do you, do you feel that demand uh, for more electric, more sustainable, uh, vehicles. I mean, like, and, and I guess a follow on to that question is how many electric vehicles, I don't expect you to know the, the number exactly off the top of your head, but how many EVs do you have on your used lot and do you sell a lot of them? So to answer the first part of that question, uh, Ford is not doing it to keep up with their competition. I mean, the only other competition that is really significant, that is significant out there is Tesla. Um, As far as overall car manufacturers outside of Tesla, uh, Ford is way ahead of the game. Um, You know, they've invested the most into it up front. Uh, I think that they're doing it because they do want to provide sustainability um, for globally. Um, but there is going to be a, a tremendous market for it as our, you know, as our overall like, national infrastructure uh, builds to provide, you know, the energy resources to do so. Um, you know, currently, right now, today, um, you know, we've got about three fully electric vehicles on our lot, um, pre-owned. Um, obviously, we haven't gotten our brand new ones in quite yet. Um, 
Not a huge market yet. But like I said, our, our infrastructure is growing and Ford is helping uh, nationally to build the, the charging resource uh, network in order to do so. Um, well, and I think that you know, market matures as the, the yeah. cars become more affordable. And, you know, right. Tesla, for example, is a premium product. Um, yeah. You've even got Nikola coming out with these trucks, which appear right. to be a premium product. And there's some other competition to Tesla that they're all pretty high dollar uh, cars. Yeah. So I think as that market matures and, and you see cars like the Escape, uh, that are coming out. I, I think just from my perspective, and, and I certainly haven't done a ton of research on this, but um, at the end of the day, I don't think we're to a point yet where people are going to pay a big sure. premium just because sure. it's electric. Uh, they need the performance to be there, the price to be there and everything like that. So, so that's really interesting. And, and back to the, you mentioned the infrastructure, which is something that we're paying a lot of attention to at Biostar. We've actually had some really interesting opportunities to finance uh, big, not fleets, but big, you know, portfolios of charging stations, which I think is super interesting. And one thing I also think is interesting is that I don't think the loves truck stops of the world are necessarily going to dominate that that EV charging market because I can imagine a, a world where. Uh, let's talk electric semis for a second and Tesla's yeah. coming out with an electric yeah. semi. Well, if it takes 40 minutes to get in line to charge that electric semi up, that's that's lost money for the driver and for the transportation sure. company, right? So I think we're going to see a lot more niche, specialized network of charging stations, which I think is, is pretty interesting to think about. You know, living in Kansas, I think of... Uh, of the grain routes and the, the lanes that these trucks run every day, the same places over and over and over again. Uh, and ultimately, you know, it costs 250, 300 bucks to charge that semi truck up with diesel fuel or to fill it up with diesel. It might cost 80 to fill it up uh, and charge it on an electric vehicle charging station. But if it takes you an hour or an hour and a half to get it charged, I think that trucker would rather pay the 250 and be out of there in 20, 30 minutes. So I think that's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that infrastructure continues to develop, not just in personal vehicles, but especially interesting sure. in the fleet vehicles. Um, do you think Ford, there'll be a day where, where they'll make an electric semi or, or big electric commercial vehicle? Um, yeah, I, I would 100% expect it. I mean, being at Ford dealer meetings, private dealer meetings, um, you know, they've made a lot of effort towards the commercial side of things and they're continuing to develop uh, upon those. Um, I would like to, I would imagine that, you know, I know that uh, technology has developed rapidly for us over over our lifetime, just in many different ways. Um, And, um, you know, if you fast forward the clock 10 years, 20 years, I mean, you know better than I do, but, uh, you know, when it comes to charging and providing energy into these vehicles, I would imagine that'll rapidly improve. And, um, and Ford, you know, a huge part of their business uh, lies on the commercial side too. I mean, Ford's not just daily cars you see on the road. It's the fleets, it's the uh, work trucks, it's the large trucks. And um, yeah, I mean, they definitely have plans in place and they have their ducks in a row. I mean, they're pretty, they're a pretty well organized, well oiled machine up there in Detroit. Yep. 
Awesome. Well, uh, last question on EVs. Do you sell an EV charger when you sell an electric car? Or I, I guess right now you don't have them on the lot yet, but is there a Ford kind of branded EV charging station that'll come with these cars? There is, yeah. There's one that you'll be able to put into your home, uh, you know, which is made specifically for your Ford. Um, and, um, yeah, each new vehicle will come with that, and you will be able to charge at home um, as well as charge um, across thousands and thousands of uh, charging stations within Ford's network. Really cool. Okay, I want to switch over to legislative uh, side of things because you – have a really uh, impressive carrot on your resume, being involved with the National Automotive Dealers Association, NADA, a uh, really substantial lobbying group. And uh, I, want to, I want to hear about your involvement there and, and what that looks like. Um, yeah, so it's really cool. I mean, I'm very, very, very lucky to have gotten involved with such an incredible association. NADA, National Auto Dealers Association, uh, covers every franchise dealer uh, across the country, U.S., Mexico, and Canada. Um, so um, a lot, the entire goal or, you know, the the point of, ha- of the association is to work on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., and to um, advocate for, you know, for the best, the best interests of automobile dealers associate or automobile dealers across the country um, and uh, in their communities as well. Um, so I've had a lot of a lot of great experiences uh, lobbying on Capitol Hill, um, advocating for the industry, um, and also learning a lot from lawmakers uh, as far as what they need us to do to help better our communities and better our country. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, I have a passion for politics and spent a little bit of time in Washington D.C. and it's been great to get to see you kind of get a flavor of that and. Uh, and really, you know, do something that I think probably pays dividends for you and other dealers uh, in ways that, you know, it, it's hard to hard to imagine without kind of getting that firsthand knowledge and experience of of how that legislation ultimately impacts businesses across the country. And there's a lot of automotive dealerships across the country and in North America. And um, I think, you, what did you tell me that NADA is the top five largest lobbying group? Yeah, so NADA is the fourth, large, fourth largest political action committee, so PAC uh, in the United States. And, you know, ultimately, I think one of the craziest things when you really think about it um, is that the automotive, automotive industry, you know, makes up for over 450,000 jobs in the state of Missouri, which is like crazy. And then wow. also, I mean, a couple, a couple million nationwide. So wow. uh, it's not just in the best interest of myself and from a business standpoint is we comprise a lot of jobs and we want to keep them uh, here in the United States. And we want to keep our, you know, our, our middle class or working class um, filled up with work. Um, so, I mean, you know, you know, it takes, uh, and it, so we're backing a lot of people uh, with our with our interests represent a lot of people. That's great. Well, um, we're kind of wrapping up here. I want to give you an opportunity to tell everybody how do they come find Rob Site Board? Where do they go online or in person? And um, and the the other thing I want to know beyond how to find you on social media <laughs> or the internet or in person is 
what electric vehicle am I going to see Bobby racing down State Line Road on first? Is it going to be the truck? Is it going to be the Mach-E? What's going to be first? Okay, so what's going to be first is it'll be the Mach-E because that's, that's, that's what I'm going to get first. Um, okay. You know, at the end of the day, if I'm going to pick, take my pick uh, amongst all the EVs that are going to be out there with Ford, uh, I'm a, I'm a truck guy. Um, so I can't, I can't really hide behind that. Um, and this, in this new, uh, all electric F-150 is going to be incredible. Uh, I couldn't be any more excited about it. And not only is it going to be sustainable and great for, um, you know, from a cost standpoint, as far as energy goes and, but it's going to look so cool in the, in the technology behind it. It's going to be so amazing. So. Yeah, it's a good-looking truck. I love that video of the Tesla and Ford pulling on each other. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it out, awesome. right? Yeah, yeah, that's great. And there's a lot of power in those electric vehicles and trucks. So uh, hopefully we'll we'll get a Biostar one that's wrapped in solar panels or something that I can drive around the city. <laughs> You're proud to do that. But, yeah, if you are trying to find, find me. Yep. Yeah, so if you're trying to find me, our, our website, Robsite ford.com or just robsite.com either way works um you know we also have a great facebook page a great instagram we do a lot of fun stuff on there uh, we're pretty progressive in what we put up and marketing goes you know we like to have fun and but, but also take things we take things seriously um so you can look us up on that and um, if you're in kansas city uh we're located in south kansas city like 135th and state line martin city leewood area um and um you know I'm 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 here, so you know what you 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 can you can come find me there personally. Awesome! I love what you're doing from a branding standpoint. Uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of fun videos out on Instagram and Facebook lately, uh, so those have been really fun to watch. I think you're doing a great job of of getting your brand out there, having fun with it, uh, but at the same time being a, a reliable dealer for your customers and and for the city. So. Bobby, thank you very much for coming on today. I really appreciate your time and I uh, hope you sell a couple more cars before the weekend here. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. I'm really proud to have been on here and uh, and I will be I will join you any other time. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.